Welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from MidAmerica RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Definitely go check those guys out. As the winter months come, uh, it's, it's good to get in there now in preparation for next spring. Big country, how you feeling, man? Uh, I'm feeling good. A lot better than Update I did. Update on the health and wellness. Uh, a lot better than I did a couple days ago. Not as sore. Uh, still a little tired. It's just raining outside, so that's kind of it's kind of the issue right Could now. Could be just, the arthritis. It just makes me want to cozy up and lay in bed and just take a nap. You know? Yeah, damn rooster crowed too early this morning for me. Yeah, and it's windows open season. It is. Which now I I jinxed myself. I have a tendency to do this, <laughs> where I say something and then it comes back to bite me on the ass. This weekend, or maybe even on the podcast, I don't remember. But I was telling people like. I never really get allergies. I don't have a problem with it. I don't take, like, medication. It never bothers me. Now it does. Literally, it's like this past week I said it. And now I'm sitting here with, like, a stuffy nose and a little bit of a cough. <laughs> and the allergies are getting to me. But we um, will power through. Big country is yeah. feeling better. You're fine. I, t- I told you yesterday that I thought you'd be better today. You did. Look at you. Just calling I'm everything. pretty much a doctor. Yeah. I mean, I went to college for a very long time. <laughs> how long did you go? How long were you in school? I think it took me five and a half years. Okay. Jeez. To get a four-year degree. What's that movie called? I don't know. The college- Tommy Boy? No. <laughs> no. Oh, Van Wilder? Yeah. Yeah. It, pretty much just a mix of those. Nice. Two things. But I was working full-time. You do what you had to do. Yeah. I was married you said through five some years? of it. Yeah. That's not that long. It's just a year extra than... Five and a half. <laughs> I mean, really, though, they tell you it's like, oh, you can get this in four years. Yeah, if you do like 18 credit hours every semester and just hate Mm -mm. your life. I will take 12. Thank you. Just enough to be considered full-time student. So that's what I did until it was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be done in four years. Let Mm -hmm. me hurry up and catch this up. And then last semester, working full-time, I decided to slap on 21 credit hours. It's stupid. Don't do it, I had to have like... Like department approval, university approval to do uh-huh. it because I knew I was working full time. And this is not me bragging. This is just me being a freaking idiot thinking I have to hurry up and get this done or my my track that I want to go down on life is going to be all messed up. How'd that work out for you? Well, it, I mean, it's fine now, but at the time I was like, man, I just, the stress never stopped. It doesn't. And that and was I, the aggravating part. And for so many kids like going through college, they are like, oh, I got to get this done. Got to get this done. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I'd take my time. <laughs> I, I mean, four-year degree, I'd stretch that bitch to five. <laughs> I would. Even if you're working. Like, college is not that bad. Wait till you get out. I feel like a lot of people tried to tell me that in high school. They're like, oh, just wait here. It's so good. You you don't realize how great you have it. College kind of the same way. Oh, yeah. It's a fun time. Enjoy those years. You don't need to rush through it. And that's the thing. Like, every time I talk to someone from college, it's like, hey, those nights that you get an opportunity to stay up all night and just hang out and, like, do homework and kind of be worried – Enjoy yeah. that because once that's over, yeah. Wait till you have some work deadlines. I mean, where you're like, oh, if I don't get this deadline done, if I don't meet this deadline, yeah, my ass is fired. Or the worst part is just once you do graduate and you get that corporate job, and you go to work, and then you come home, you get to eat, you get to maybe do one or two things you want to do, and then it's time to go to bed. Pretty much, rinse Pretty and much. repeat. That sucks. Not us though. We're living the dream. Bro. Yeah, not <laughs> us. Not us at all. But we do have a lot of football. To talk about today, and I feel like we need to pick up with the uh, the email scandal. I don't. Do we have a cute nickname for this one yet? I'm not sure. But, email gate, right? Um, There's always a gate with it. Now, a lot of people, and we kind of started to talk about this yesterday, but we didn't really get into it. A lot of people are calling for the NFL to release all the emails, and this is something weird. And again, we talked about it yesterday. Like, it's really odd that you were investigating the Washington football team. And John Gruden is the first domino to fall. Yeah. Like, not, you know, even Jay Gruden, who was with the Washington football team, not Dan Snyder. So the NFL, a lot of media members, and now even the NFL PA is calling for the NFL to release these emails. They want to see what's in it. And that that's not something I think we'll see happen. No. But in, I don't think the reasoning is because, like, they're – 
that's going to sound bad maybe like they're not wanting to hide everything but there's some stuff that's just too like personal that needs to be kept yeah, in I house. can't like, imagine in just... terms of t- the organization in terms of the nfl you know mm-hmm. what i mean the franchises maybe like player situation player yeah. deals because there's a lot more that goes on in emails every day than just this right you awful can't just stuff say that's like, coming out now okay here you go here are six hundred and fifty thousand emails mm-hmm. y'all sift through them yeah see what you find but i do think that it's something that the nfl should look at and be like okay it's time to maybe start getting the ball rolling on some of this other stuff and it is it's a very interesting timeline of events because on Friday, the um, head of the Players Association was up for a revote, and that's when stuff got leaked of, this is what John Gruden said about him. And he gets revoted back in. And then afterwards, we start to see some more stuff from John Gruden. It's just, it's a little bit conspiracy. It really is. I mean, we're, we're seeing it on every other show across the country. And I mean, we saw it on Dan Patrick this morning here, too, is someone clearly wants John Gruden out and wanted mm-hmm. John Gruden out and now has him out. Yep. And it's just crazy, and this isn't defending John Gruden because, I mean, what he did and said is just kind of inexcusable at this right. point, especially with his age and knowledge of everything, being so involved in the NFL from, you know. And working around so many ex- great black athletes mm-hmm. and the only open gay NFL player. And, like, that's his mindset and thoughts mm-hmm. and, the, like, the way he truly feels where it's kind of it's kind of shitty, bub. But the thing is, is – Kind of forgot where I was going with this. Now I went all over the place. I feel like I lost. I feel like Michael Scott right now. You know, What's sometimes I my just always sometimes says, I just start a sentence and uh, he just I be prepared. And I just I really don't know where I'm going to go with it. Right? What the hell were we talking about? John the emails. The emails. It's always the emails. But there was some other point. I don't know where you're going. I can't. I feel like my... a jackass. Andrew Brandt was on. <laughs> How the hell do I do that? I've never done that. <laughs> oh yes, you have. Not even on radio, have I? <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay. Andrew Brandt was on Dan Patrick this morning, though, and he was saying that it felt like somebody was out to get John Gruden. Someone wanted Gruden out. And I don't know if it was so much that as if it was, uh, we're going through these emails. This is going to be the first one. Yeah. And I I do think that there's going to be a lot more to it. I mean, just go log on to Twitter or talk to anybody who's ever been involved with some aspect of the NFL, and they'll tell you this is not just a John Gruden problem. This is not a Las Vegas Raiders problem. It's a league-wide problem. It's mm-hmm. a country-wide problem, honestly. But, I mean, I do think that there will probably be eventually some other dominoes that fall. Uh, last night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers announced that they're removing John Gruden from the Ring of Honor. Probably shouldn't have been on there anyway. Yeah. I know uh, as soon as we stopped recording yesterday, we caught the soundbite of Keyshawn Johnson talking about how he was a fraud and, and all this. I always thought that. I actually kind of liked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the day because they drafted Work Dunn out of Florida State, and I really liked him. Mm-hmm. So I kind of rooted for them. I didn't have a favorite team until like three years ago. So I liked them, but I always thought that John Gruden got a lot of credit for that Super Bowl win when, honestly, like that was all Tony Dungy's guys. That was yeah. you know, the, the GM before it. I built that team, and then they come in, they upgrade the quarterback position from Sean King to Brad Johnson, and then win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but that was a very good team before. So he's removed from the ring of honor. But it is weird because there's so many other guys that are still on there. Warren Sapp is the big one that was going around yesterday on Twitter. Like, you're going to let that piece of shit stay on the ring of honor, but you're going to remove John Gruden? Maybe we just go ahead and everybody should do an audit of their ring of honor and be like, actually, nope, piece of shit. Actually, not that good. We really don't want you associated with this franchise anymore. What you did on the field, cool. Outside of that, yeah, there's no need to ever talk about you. Yeah, and maybe look at some of those numbers that are retired, too. And just be like, yeah, you actually, like, it was cool at the time, but we're going to go ahead and open that one back up. Yeah. (laughs) You have our permission to use that one. I think they should, though. And removing John Gruden, like I said, I'm totally on board. I don't think he should have been on there before, anyway. I mean... I'm too young to kind of know the difference between what happened with the Buccaneers. I wasn't really paying attention to football at that time. Yeah, to be it was honest. Like what, 2000? Uh, I was five. I was right. five and six, moving across the country. Parents going through a tough divorce. Oh, little did all I, about you. Little you? did I know about it, though, You know, until I got older. I was like, oh, that's what happened. That's why. Never mind. Make it all about me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was going to overshare, but I'm not going but to today. anywho, so there's other news going on with Adam Schefter sending a story to Bruce Allen, mm-hmm. who, if I'm correct, was the former president of the Washington football team. I think he was a GM. Was a GM, okay. Mm-hmm. But he had sent him a story asking if there should be anything that's added, changed, or tweaked. And the reason I kind of wanted to lead into this one, Mel, instead of you, is because I wanted to ask you, is that a bad thing to do as a report? Like, I thought 
if a reporter has a good <laughs> rapport with the people that they're writing a story on, they kind of want to send them some information and be like, hey, is this okay if this is said? Do you want this worded differently? How do you want to be perceived in this? Because I feel like who Adam Schefter works for is like if he burns those relationships, he's never going to get any information again. And maybe that's kind of the negative part of this as well. But I didn't, I don't know. Tell me why this is such a bad deal, why people are so upset about it. Uh, because they don't understand it. It's, you're exactly right. Okay. I mean, this is part of the, the job. We, we've already said, like, football's so political behind the scenes. And there's a reason why guys like Adam Schefter are so tuned in to what's happening. Because they will get information directly from GMs. Yeah. This isn't, oh, my friend heard from this friend. Schefter's getting stuff, as we can see now and as we've known before, directly from the mouth of the GM or from agents. And it's, hey, I'm going to put this story out. Does this look good to you? You don't want to burn that bridge. Yeah. I don't think, I, I know that people are like freaking out because he said like Mr. Editor or something like that. He's just giving the guy a heads up of like, hey, I'm about to run this. Everything looked good. I think it's a non-story at all. Yeah. I mean, if I were writing a piece about somebody and I, you know, was using them as a source, I would probably do the same. Maybe not the whole article, but I mean. Like, is this piece of information that you gave me? Is this me giving too much information? Are people exactly. gonna Are people going to track this back to you being the source instead of anybody else in the building? Yeah, really appreciate you, <clears throat> you know, helping with this. Take a look at it. Yeah. Is there anything, any wording that needs change? Is this cool? I think it's. It's just part of the gig. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just a Schefter thing. Again, just like Gruden. It's not a Gruden thing. This is how you get things done in the NFL. This is how you get information in the NFL. I, I mean, if Adam Schefter writes a story and is just shitting on Bruce Allen the whole time, he's not going to do that any, any anymore. Yeah. Bruce Allen's going to say, no, thanks. I'm not giving you any more information. And now you've lost one of the you know top 32 sources that you have. It took me a while to realize that it's general manager's in head coaches that are usually sometimes the sources for a lot of these big stories that come out. And I think well, some especially people especially for these high up guys. And I always thought it was like maybe just some scout, you know, or some lower level guy that was like sitting in a meeting and was like, Oh my God, I can't wait to be the dude that breaks this information. Yep. It's usually not. It's usually the gentleman that's like, Hey, don't talk to anyone about this. Then they get done with the meeting. They go to their office. They hop on the phone with Adam Schefter. Boom. Then the information gets told. Yeah, I, I mean, wonder how many people do realize that as well. Maybe people are learning that for the first time. You're today's years old listening to this and finding that out. With guys like Schefter, Rappaport, mm -hmm. uh, Tom Pelissaro, yeah, they their sources are very good. There's a reason why they're so accurate. Or uh, what's the little muscle hamster-looking guy? Jay Glazer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's a reason why that they're like their hit rate is so high. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's from a GM. Now, there are like... You'll get information from scouts and assistants and things like that. But I don't think that Schefter's really relying on that no. anymore. He's probably got a pretty good relationship with a very high up person in each locker room. Like it might not be the GM, but it's like an assistant to the GM. Somebody or, you know, one of those like salary cap guys or player personnel guys. Yeah. So I don't think anything of it. I know it's trending on Twitter this morning, but I really it's this is a nothing story this is a uh, little bit of a slow Wednesday let's talk about this yeah I mean when these emails when we do start to get more of them released we're not even going to remember this like in five years nobody's talking about Adam Schefter sending a copy of a story to Bruce Allen yeah because I mean there's going to be so many other stories that come from this yeah like that's another thing it's like let's because more of these emails are going to get leaked or displayed or shown mm -hmm. and this one's going to be do at wonder, the very bottom of it I do wonder when the NFL will do more with it. I wonder what? if the, I wonder how worried the NFL is about this. Oh man, I mean, I've Cause seen John so many tweets of like everybody, you know, the Bills GM, the Chiefs GM, going through their emails and just like delete, delete, delete. You are pretty much, I'm wiping the server. I'm spilling a can of Coke on it or whatever. I oh, am. my gosh. The intern messed everything up. Don't worry. They're fired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't have it. I don't have any like bad emails. I've never sent any bad emails. No. But like I've said some nothing. I'm not talking anything like John Gruden. I was going to say, what? I've brother. sent some like bad text messages before. You're going to have to reevaluate your role in this right? company. <laughs> no, like I've I've sent pictures before in text messages that I would not want to be made public. Okay. If somebody were like, mm, got your text messages, I'm just scouring. How do I delete this? How do I wipe the cloud? What do I have to do? <laughs> and I also be listening to this being like, what pictures, Mel? 
those you pictures <laughs> of yourself okay no it's not of someone else well, very nice that's what i wanted you to clarify Thank and you. remember <laughs> to use our code mic'd up 20 at manscaped.com uh, so those pictures you looked your best. Oh, your photo shoots. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's also get into your power rankings. So yeah, let's do that. A lot let's, going on Let's today. transition to that now. Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, speaking of disappointing things, your power rankings. <laughs> uh, you put them out this week, every week, like you do. Usually, I go through and I look at the replies. Mm-hmm. I read the comment section. There were not, not many comments this week. And I feel like that is... A good thing. That's a positive. Mm-hmm. Usually it's just hate after hate after hate. Now we're getting a lot like likes and views. So let's start with the top dog, though. You do have the Buffalo Bills, who you had number one mm-hmm. last week. Yep. They beat they they did more than beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They destroyed the Kansas City Chiefs, and they stay at number one. I do know that last week you got a little bit of heat because you had the Bills won over the Cardinals at two, who are undefeated. Mm-hmm. But Bills come in at one this week. Stay at one. I mean, here's the thing. I kind of figured the Bills would beat the Chiefs. And that's really hard for me to say. But their Bills are just unstoppable right now. Their defense can turn the ball over. They can score off those turnovers. And the offense just doesn't. The offense just is just unstoppable, too, at this point. Sorry, behind-the-scenes stuff. <laughs> Atta boy, baby. But it's just the fucking I'm so proud of you, dog. <laughs> the Bills. Like, I'm proud of the Bills too, okay? Because Josh Allen is just playing phenomenal right now. He's pushing the ball down the field. They don't even they, Stephon Diggs wasn't even much of a weapon last week. And they still just burnt the secondary. And it's just one of those deals of who's stopping them? Yeah, I checked it, it, like out. it's only going to be themselves. Uh, you're fine. Next up, the, my top four stays the but same. But I do want to say I agree with you. And with the power rankings, so many people will just be like, look at the record. And I, I say it every week. The Bills are playing so much better than anyone else. Like the Cardinals, I've said some shit. I know it. I get it. I do think that they are the number two team in the league right now. And this is more of a how are they playing right now. Like if as a fan, any fan, you can look at it and say, who do I not want to play? Right now, I would put the Buffalo Bills at the top of that list. And the Arizona Cardinals and what they're doing come in at number two. Where they were last week, they come away with another win, so I feel like they have to stay there. Yeah, and with the Cardinals, I mean, they play a tough game this next week. And the Buffalo, they're kind of – I mean, they do as well with Tennessee, but Arizona, they're getting ready to face Cleveland. That's the reason why they stay at two as well is because I I do put a lot of thought into these. I don't want people thinking like, oh, fuck, this is what happened last week. I alter everything, that's it. It's what's coming up next. And so for the Bills – they play Tennessee, that's most likely going to be a win. But Arizona playing Cleveland, Cleveland just came off a tough loss as well, where they felt like they had that game in the bag. And they've had both their losses this year felt that way, which they're probably going to win this game. Just kidding. No, you're not. Maybe they pick up a win here against Arizona. We'll see how that offense looks against the defense of Cleveland as well. So, next up, the Rams at three. That I mean, the Rams are good at football. That's it. <laughs> like, it's just bottom line. There's no need for them to move. Yes, I know they lost to Arizona the week prior. They dropped from number one because of that. But now they come in this week. They pick up another win against Seattle on Thursday night. They take care of business. You're staying right there. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at four. You played the Dolphins. You did what you were supposed to. And that's just bend them over your knee, spank their ass, send them to their room, and they're grounded for a week. They ain't coming out. As Tom Brady throws for over, what, 400 yards and five touchdowns? You ain't stopping it. What's crazy for me is, like, with your three and four teams here, the Rams and the Bucks. I almost want to put the Bucks ahead of the Rams, but head to head, the Rams won. I know. I almost <laughs> did because it was like the Bucks are just rolling right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the I Rams a couple weeks you. ago. It's it's right there. They're like neck and neck. But when you do look at that head to head matchup, the Rams came away with the win. But again, with my strategy of like teams I wouldn't want to play right now, the Bucks are definitely up there. I mean, especially with Antonio Brown just being a, as much of a factor in the offense as he is. Like if he continues to play at this level. With Marquise Goodwin, and no, wrong player, Godwin. Not me, wrong bitch. <laughs> with Chris the, Godwin. With Chris Godwin. <laughs> Man, that's been a while since I messed up that guy's name. Apologize for that. Oh, and then Mike Evans as well. This offense is scary, and we already know that, but then they get help on defense with Richard Sherman coming into play. Corner, don't know how much of an impact he's going to make throughout the rest of the year, but it's an impact now, and that's good. And then the Cowboys at five. Bumped them up two spots from seven. They're in the top five. Welcome to it. But this is another one of those teams where 
Dak is just feeding everybody the ball, and they're all eating, especially mm-hmm. Zeke. Yeah. Like the dude's running like a madman the last couple of weeks, and that's good for this team moving forward. In the defense, it's crazy that Dan Quinn came in and in a one offseason has completely transformed how good this defense is. Yeah, young guys like Trevon Diggs, Mike Parsons. He's got like, I think seven, six or seven interceptions. I have seen a lot of people online kind of almost attacking him for what he's done and been like, uh, who they played last week? Uh, Kadarius Tony. Like, oh, Kadarius Tony lit him up mm-hmm. when. Diggs was guarding him, was like four targets, three catches, whatever. Like, that's going to happen. But I still think you can give his guy, you know, his flowers. Like, he's been awesome this year. It, it, you don't have to say, like, oh, just because he's getting all these interceptions that he's a shutdown corner, that he's like the number one guy in the league. Yeah, he's smart. He puts himself in but the right yeah, position. Give him credit for the interceptions that he's getting. Those are turnovers. You know, and, if he had seven fumble recoveries, we'd be like, holy shit, that's great. Yeah, and corner's the hardest position to play in the NFL, honestly. You I have so. to be reactive on everything with these receivers who all run a 4-4 or less and are excellent at getting in and out of breaks. That's the reason why they play receivers. Oh, and they can also catch the ball once it hits yeah. their hands. Yeah. It is hard to always be on the reactive side of things. Yeah, so and with, if he can do it at this level, props to him. Yeah, with the Cowboys, their defense, Trevon Diggs, it's, you can celebrate what he's doing and also realize there's so much more potential to his game. Yeah. There are still places for him to improve. Like We talk about him a lot because he shows up every week in the stat department. I'm not putting him up there with like Jalen Ramsey, but he's showing the potential that he could eventually get there. 100%. And his ball skills, his length is just scary. And once again, mic'd up 20, saved 20% <laughs> off at Manscaped uh, for your ball skills and your length at corner. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> Next up, though, the Los Angeles Chargers. I had them moving up two spots as well. You asked the question, I believe, on our uh, poll of the day, Mid-America uh, poll of the day right there on mic'd up. Who is who is a quarterback that you'd want to start a franchise mm-hmm. with? And my answer is Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert is better than Josh Allen. It's tough to say because Herbert's a little bit younger. But in like three to four years, it could be a situation where it's a no-brainer. Yeah. But Justin Herbert so far, just not even a year and a half into his career, does look great. And I mean, and this is not me saying Josh Allen's bad. It's yeah, just it's a win-win it's situation. Just, yeah, Justin Herbert is better is a better quarterback than Josh Allen, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's come in and just lit the league completely on fire from the start. I mean, his first game that he started was against Kansas City. They almost won that football game. Yeah, and was it? I think it was an overtime or a fourth quarter field goal. Yeah, they had the Chiefs had to hit like three. Mm-hmm. Harrison Bucker had to get like three in a row because there was a false start. And timeout, and then like an offsides, and then just da 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 da. Yeah, and the Chargers coming in at number six for you. We talked about them earlier in the week. That defense seems to be just stay healthy. Rolling. That's just, I really like uh, Brandon Staley. I do too. too. I, I think that he's a great His young team. Coach. Loves him too, which is just mm-hmm. phenomenal. Like, yep. Not that they didn't love Anthony Lynn, but I yeah. mean Staley has come in and just been like, I'm the dude here. It's winning is. It's crazy what it can do to a locker room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have the just dorkiest, weirdest guy, but if you're winning ball games, I don't care. And right now, the Chargers are the team to beat in the AFC. Yeah. Like in the AFC West, I should say. Like they are running that division. This this is their division to lose right now. Well, a lot of you know, a lot of people said that in the offseason and a lot of our fellow Chief fans yeah. laughed at it. Um I don't, there's not much laughing going on. No. I mean, there are a lot of people who are going to have to look back at some of their comments and say, like, oh, whoops, kind of missed on that one. Because the Chargers have been playing very, very well, and they do sit atop of the AFC West, which I still think is a great division in football. Uh, Number seven, though, you have the Ravens making a little bit of a jump up to seven from nine. Yeah, and the biggest reason is I just have to eat crow and Lamar Jackson. All right. I was wrong. It happens. Yeah. It happens. But I was I was real tough on this guy. I was like, he I don't think he's ever gonna develop into who he is now. I was very firm on NFL teams are gonna figure out who this guy is and he's not gonna he's not gonna be a factor. That we're gonna see one two year splash of it and then they're gonna move on from him. This dude can sling the ball down the field. Yeah. Better than he has prior, more than just and Mark like Andrews is lighting it up. God, he I is. did not realize how good of a year he was having. So I agree because I was thinking the same thing the other night, and then I was like, "Whoa!" Like, I put this guy really low on my uh, fantasy football power rankings too. It was like the tight end wise, no fan. Uh-huh. I'm gonna eat crow on that one too. That dude ain't doing shit this year. <laughs> but like Mark Andrews, <laughs> he's doing everything that I thought Noah Fant would and more. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Next up, though, I have the Packers. They were at five. I dropped him down three spots just to make room for the Cowboys, the Chargers, and the Ravens. 
the here the thing with the Packers, you're playing a lot of these teams close. Like you played the Bengals close, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to them, but in years past, this would be like, what the hell's going on with the Packers? It's actually just respect to the Bengals as they're look on the outside looking into the top ten as they sit at eleven. But the Packers, like you just gotta you gotta continue to just score. And the defense has to get stops on something they struggled with last week. And if that continues to be an issue as they go on with the season, things are gonna look a little tough. Because luckily you get a break here between Chicago and Washington next. But after that, you go Arizona, Kansas City, Seattle, and Minnesota. By the time they play Seattle, Russell Wilson will most likely be back too. Yeah. And then at nine and ten, I have the Browns and the Titans. The Titans, I know they've lost two close games, and I know the Browns lost last week, but that was a close game against the Chargers, who were at six, so they only dropped down to three spots. But the Titans, they lose to Arizona. They get walloped by Arizona in week one. Excuse me, and then they lose to the Jets a couple weeks ago. I don't want to necessarily say that's a fluke, but it's also kind of one of these deals where we know this team is better than that. And Derrick Henry's running the ball hard, and they're winning football games, and that's what matters, and they're leading this division. Plus, I don't know who else I could sneak into the top 10 and be completely okay with. I don't feel comfortable putting the Bengals in top 10 right now after a loss because I didn't want them to jump up three spots. But it's hard to put the Raiders up there right now because I feel like they're just going to start to crumble with all the yep, distractions and stuff going on. And Kansas City just does not does not deserve to be in the top 10 Yeah, you, with the you way they're shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, I agree. And be in the top 10. Uh, yeah, the Titans are rough. It, I think there are nine really good football teams right now yeah and those are your top nine teams I, I would agree with those and then when you do get into the top 10 like that 10th team uh usually you know a team like Seattle would be up there but they haven't played well Russell Russell's hurt yep uh they come in at 15 for you the Vikings have been okay but they've dropped some bad games they come in at 16 the Saints with Jameis like you just never know what you're gonna get yeah. and like he played good this last week I mean he started the game with an interception that comes back the 75 yard bomb and it's like pff, dude why just pick one yeah. Good or bad. Stop it's picking like, the or. He picks the or on every decision. He does something good, gets a little bit of confidence, and then is like, yep, fuck it. I can do that again. And then it doesn't work. You know what? Jameis Winston is me playing Madden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you just look for your favorite route, and you're like, this was open last time. I'm going to throw it again. Yep. That's probably more Jameis. Do you ever like, feel oh, like- I saw this happen one time. This was open. Not so much I did something really good, but I saw that open one time. On film, I saw that it was open. I'm going to throw it. You know he doesn't have the vision to see it. <laughs> Do you ever play Madden and feel like the computer just knows your first read? Yeah, it's like, are they cheating? It's like, ah, stare down my first read. Like, I've caught myself saying that a couple of times. And it's or like, so stupid. It's like, stare down my first read, man. you got to go through your progressions. It's <laughs> fucking Madden. <laughs> I always will be like, they know what play I just selected. So, of course, they have the defense lined up for it. Like, ah. it, depending on the level that you've picked, like all pro or whatever. I'm, I'm not much dog. of a gamer. Are you really? Yeah, Damn, that's why I get so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you're throwing so many interceptions. Uh, but yeah, I always wonder, like, man, you set that up. Like, you knew what play I was running. You had the defense go that way. <laughs> yeah. I do wonder about that. And for all of Big Country's other rankings, we did the top 10, but you can find all of those on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Because that's where we're at Facebook. Yeah, Dude, I'm on we the got Facebook. all four? But I'm on the TikTok, dog. I'm... I, don't, I want to say international. I am international. We are international. Mm-hmm. We're big in Costa Rica. Oh, big time. We've looked at the stats. That's official. <laughs> Whoever our listener is, <laughs> listeners are in Costa Rica, we really appreciate you. We've got a couple, We've got a lot in the UK as well and Australia. I wonder if we just had anyone on like a like a coming back from like they were on vacation type of. Deal. Nah, it's international. We international dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like got to get their football takes somewhere. Hell yeah. It's right here. I'm mic'd up. Uh, you can find Big Country releasing those power rankings every – it usually comes out Tuesday night. We talk about them on Wednesday. But you can find them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, on TikTok. What's your TikTok? I'm never going to remember your ads. Uh, at way. Austin Seaham. Okay. I'm just going to keep Austin asking you. So but I, I make people. sure to let everyone know this is Big Country. This is Big Country from Mike Up. Don't be see. No more Hey Guys. Nope. Hey, NFL fans. <laughs> hey, that's my favorite one. Uh, but it was your for idea. all those spot-on takes, you should visit gunspot.com as well. I was browsing through their stuff this morning, even. Uh, a lot of great ammo auctions up there right now that are going to close out this evening. You can get some really good cheap ammo and also some really cheap guns. I was looking at a little snub-nosed pistol that they had on there. kind of like it. I yeah. kind of feel like I need one. I, but I also think it's just like it's suggestive. I think I need one, and I've browsed. <laughs> I was going to say, now what like, you, uh, you got me confused one. now, dog. <laughs> My daughters, I they're terrible, but they're also great. 
I always tell them, do you want it or do you need it? Because they're like, dad, I need this. And I say, do you want it or do you need it? Yeah. They've been hitting me with that also. And now uh, it's the same way with Gunspot. But I think this qualifies under both. I want it and I need it. I want it. I want it. I got it. Go to Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. Well, especially, hey, another thing. If you want it, I got it and I need it. Go to MindersMonroe.com. You need a new look. They got you, okay? And then you can get it right then and there. You don't got to worry about it. It's going to go great. You're going to look great. MindersMonroe.com. Use code MikeDup10 for 10% off. Yep, definitely check those guys out as well. Also this morning, I was looking through a lot of trade rumors. It's almost trade deadline time. I know a lot of guys have been rumored out there, and I was just doing some digging into you know, more guys that might be on the trade block, and it was it's really like shaping up. It could be a very good trade deadline. Last year, 2020, was the COVID year. We saw almost no one traded. But the mm-hmm. year prior to that, I mean, we saw guys like Stephon Diggs get traded at the deadline. It, not Stephon Diggs. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name. That's so embarrassing. Receiver? Nope. The dude at Seattle that I love very, very much. Quandre Diggs. Oh, um, yes. The former Texas guy get traded. I, I think, like, what the hell? A yeah, little bit of a brain fart there. But there are also so many guys that we've been waiting for to be like, okay, what's going to happen here? I think one of the biggest pieces is Nick Foles with the Bears. QB3 just sitting there making $4 million a year. You know Nick Foles is not coming in because, like I said, he's QB3. They've named Justin Fields the starter for the rest of the season. Andy Dalton already won QB1 job and then was demoted to two. Yep. So I think that if you're some of these teams, you know, Washington, the Tyler Heineke experience is not going great. Yeah. I would kick the tires on Nick Foles about bringing him in for a year. If you're the Seattle Seahawks, you just had Russell Wilson go down. He's going to be out for a while. I'd kick the tires on Nick Foles. See if you can bring him in. He's a good good veteran who I think can pick up any playbook pretty quickly. Oh, it yeah. Is, even if, like, Seattle, I think there are a lot of people who are still on, like, the, the Geno Smith hype train. Even, yeah, I feel like, like he's going to start getting some hype here where yeah, but, it's like, oh, my God, if he plays good, he's mm-hmm. gonna, he could go be a quarterback next year. But it, even if he does, like, that's great. You still have Nick Foles as that security. Like, okay, because if Geno Smith gets hurt, you are screwed. You yeah, don't, they, they don't, don't have, have another yeah. guy. They're going to have to pick somebody up from practice squad or something like that. So it, Seattle, they've missed on some picks anyway. They're good with trading away picks. So I would. What would you trade, like a fifth rounder? Like, I don't even know if you'd have to do that. Really? Maybe a fifth or like a conditional sixth. Like, hey, if he actually plays, mm-hmm. we'll give you a fifth. <laughs> if he doesn't, here's the sixth round pick. Thanks for letting him be on roster. Yeah. You know, or for either team, Seattle or Washington, either one of those. But those were just some fits that I looked at and saw like other quarterback needy teams. Those are really the two with glaring needs and issues. And I think Seattle would be stupid not to react to it and try to get him in there. I mean, especially with the injury that you're dealing with with Russell Wilson and the timeline's kind of not necessarily questionable, but just like, I mean, it, that's exactly what it is, I guess. It is questionable. And when he's going to be able to come back and be the Russell Wilson that we're yeah. used to, or is Eventually, he going to be limited? he'll be back, but yeah. he is going to be out for a long time. And that, I mean, that's got to suck, dude. You got you to have surgery on your finger in the middle of the season and then come back from that. And you got to have all the grip strength back, the feel, the touch of just because he's such a good deep ball thrower. Mm-hmm. A lot of that's all touch and just anticipation on, you know, the ball coming out of your hand. And strength, I wonder how much of that security. could possibly be lost with this finger. I think injuring your hand would maybe be one of the worst injuries you could suffer. Especially on your right throwing hand. Yeah. Like, injuring a leg sucks, but I mean, you can still function. Yeah. Still, like Joe Tooney like, fractured his hand. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like that's almost worse than a break. Six because, weeks without your hand? I'd rather break my arm. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Hand over arm? No, I'm saying would rather. Oh. I'm not like saying, hey, hey, Frenchie, come arm. break my arm, old <laughs> Talladega Knights style. Yeah. But if I had to pick one, it's like, yeah, I'll take a forearm over a bad hand fracture where I can't Just use club that bad boy up? hmm I mean, most a lot of guys still play. Yeah. Well, mainly defensive players. Like, if you're a linebacker or a defensive back. Oh, you're using that to your advantage, yeah. <laughs> Put some People metal rods to. in there. Yeah. Can't do that anymore because the NFL soft. Yeah. Not really. It's not our gen- <laughs> not my generation. No. This new generation is a bunch of Yeah. Don't go full giant. No. <laughs> <laughs> football beep. <laughs> Anti football. Yeah. <laughs> P word. Uh 
other Bears guys that could be traded. And I, I was looking at the Bears because I think their season is just kind of, it is what it is. You think so? I do think so. And I even think that turning to Justin Fields kind of signals that, all right, maybe we need to start thinking about the future. But another guy is Allen Robinson. And I say that because he's he's good, but you're probably only going to have him for a year. He's a guy that tried and wanted to get out last year. Mm-hmm. They franchise tag him. They could technically do it again, I believe, unless he worked that out. People are going to listen to this. People are going to hear that, though, and go, they're three and two. Why would he want to leave? They're winning football games. Justin Fields the future. They Mm -hmm. traded up in the draft to get him. He's finally got a quarterback. I just don't see them as a top team. Yeah, Allen Robinson's like, hey, I've dealt with this quarterback bullshit. I want out. Mm -hmm. I want somewhere where the quarterback position is solidified. Yeah, and maybe, I mean, if you're the Chicago Bears, maybe you do start having those conversations of like, how do you feel about Justin Fields? Mm -hmm. Is this a situation where you could see yourself in long term? Yeah. What are we? Those kind of conversations. <laughs> what are the ones you that always for? What am yeah. I looking for? Everything was going so well. How until committed you are asked. you? Yep. How committed are we? You just have to have those conversations sometimes. And with Allen Robinson, if he's even just a little bit on board, you keep him. Yeah. He's I think he's 28 years old. Yeah. And if you can franchise him again, I would still keep him. But if he is, if, like, if you know a holdout is coming, if you know he wants out of Chicago, now might be a good time to jump on a trade offer and say, what can we get for some of these teams that are very wide receiver needy? Yeah. Any you teams know? off the top of your mind? Not for Allen Robinson, but he almost, I mean, he fits in with whatever you want. Any team. Do you think he'd go back to Jacksonville? No, I, they they wouldn't. They wouldn't make a trade for him, I don't think. But, like, I don't know. The Cardinals, the Rams, one of those two teams sitting there competing with each other. Just to bring in another piece. They are set at the receiver yeah. position, but it might be a situation where you're like, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Or San the, Francisco 49ers? Yeah, the Carolina Panthers could use another receiver. They've got a lot of cap space. We talked about them already. Yeah. They've made moves for the, Stephon Gilmore. The Colts? Colts, yeah. I don't know if you have the picks or if you're in a situation to where you're a buyer. <laughs> Colts are kind of done for. Do you so think so? They did. They're one and four. <laughs> yeah, but they feel like they finally just kind of started getting things figured out. Andrew Buck hit him early. Old two sprain Carson Wentz. Two sprain. You're welcome. You Duffy. keep saying you jump off the bandwagon. You are still very much in your seat, strapped in, ready nope, to go. Nope. You're comfortable. You're reading a book. Here's. You want to know what happened? <laughs> I jumped off the train, and then immediately thought, "Fuck, I messed up." So now I'm running. You went to the bathroom, took a shit, and was like, you know what? I hope nobody sees me on here. But now you're back on. You're back in you your seat. You think so? Because the way I'm looking at it, I jumped off the train and thought, man, I messed up. Now I'm just running along with it on the tracks, trying to keep up. I think Trying you, to find another car to jump on so I can stay, so I can get back on the train. I think you need to commit. You know who else could really use Allen Robinson, though, is the New England Patriots. Like, Why not just get a good receiver in there? Yeah. That's Try to good. maybe even work a, like a Nikhil Harry into that trade. He's requested a trade in the offseason. Send a young receiver to Chicago with some picks. Uh, like a reset for him might be great. Do you think Chicago's just worried, though, because they've just struggled to find a receiver on their own? Like, yeah. when was the last time Chicago got a receiver on their own? Uh, what's your guy, Mooney? Where, where's his situation at? I mean, he played good a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I yeah I don't know that he's like a but it's like I don't know if he's the guy. Yeah, I, I mean, think he could be a good guy, you know, I good mean, second third option. Has Chicago found anybody on their own? <laughs> Even Honestly, like looking no. at their defense, it's like okay, you were a free agent, you were a trade. Seriously, Allen Robinson was a free agent. We got it. It's Matt Andy Nagy. Dalton was a free Matt Nagy is the problem. <laughs> the whole thing is the problem, bub. Mm-hmm. You you're in Chicago, like that is a great city. People want to be in Chicago. People want to go to Chicago. It's the yeah. Windy City. You know, another team, though, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster, just went out with an injury. Mm-hmm. They are they have very good receivers, but maybe they're a team that says, hey, we really need to make a push. We've yeah. got to surround Big Ben with some good targets. But I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with the Allen Robinson market. Not only, like, trade deadline, but also free agency. I do think that he's a really good receiver. He's probably got another big payday coming when he does hit free agency yeah this will be his last big contract i'm sure yeah uh, another guy in the trade rumors is marlon mack and they were even talking about that the other night uh, during the colts game of this is a guy who has requested a trade and the organization even came out and said like we'll work with you we'll try to find you a good spot he's he's running back three on yeah. that team and the kansas city chiefs are our chiefs are the team 
that he's been rumored to a lot with Clyde Edwards-Alaire landing on the IR. He's going to be out for a while, and they could just use another piece. I just wonder if it's going to be too rich for them to give up picks on a guy that is he's going to be there for one year, I would think. With Clyde Edwards-Alaire, first-round running back, you would think that once he's healthy, he's going to get those carries. I mean, honestly, I don't want him to go to the Chiefs, which means he probably fucking will. That's surprising to me. I just – they're fine. Running back's not the issue. They brought like, up that's who was Elijah Moore from the practice squad. Uh, uh, Elijah him, Mitchell. Der- him and Derek Gore. Which mm-hmm. And Derek Gore is the guy who had the screen reception that went off for like 70 yards that last preseason game in Kansas City against the Vikings. And then they sent him down to the practice squad. It's kind of like, ah, oh, man, like that's, that's a nice young running back that you'd like to have and see what he can do when you probably move on from a Derek McKinnon here next season. So him coming up, I think they're going to be fine. Like, I don't – Again, I don't think running back is the issue with this team. It's clearly the defense and the fact that they're turning the football over. That's not how you win football games. Blown yeah. coverages, missed tackles, and turnovers. Was, we were talking to our guy Mark Edder yesterday, even about Josh Gordon. It's like, okay, that's great. Yeah. Can he rush the passer? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's fantastic. And, but what you really need is something to happen And I saw a couple people on Twitter yesterday just, like, putting out clips of – Frank Clark not giving like good effort on like tracking down a ball carry. And I get it. I mean, let's be realistic with ourselves on who this guy is right now, right? He's dealing with multiple hamstring injuries on both legs. That's multiple. That's what that means, too. Mm-hmm. That means More than each one. leg. Yep. And then the ball's running the other way. That's just, we can't expect this guy to like be fucking Superman. And I get it. He's getting paid all this money. Cool, he is, but he's also dealing with injuries. And it still just goes to show he's not going to be on this team next year. And he's not just. He is who he is. He's not going to be here next year. He's dealing with injuries. I think there's right a lot now. of guys on that defense that aren't. Yes, are not but the thing is, like, we year. gotta. We also have to be understanding, like, this is a long season, and we gotta give them time. Does it suck right now? Yes, but let's say we start the season off very strong, and things just are going amazingly. We're just through the moon. We're just like, woo, go Chiefs! This is great. And then they just. What do you like? Huh? What are the fans going to be like? Woo! Look at us. We're just we're killing it right now. We're so Yay! good. We're starting the season. We're undefeated. And then you get to the midway point, end of the year, and everyone gets injured. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna? Then how are you gonna feel then? No. If everyone's dealing with shit now, and they're struggling, that means they're figuring it out. You There's a to- process to everything. I'd rather go through it now than later. Maybe this is just me finally being a freaking mature fan. But everyone Probably. else needs to be understanding Welcome of that to as adulthood. well. Another thing that I keep seeing online which you made me think of so many people are complaining about like, Oh, if our team wasn't injured, listen, it's the NFL. Every team is injured right now that you can go Look to at the every Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm, and they're still kicking ass. And that is actually the game uh, that made me think of it because so many people, so many Colts fans are like, well, if our secondary wasn't hurt, we would have beat you guys. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have been able to come back. Homie, check the roster. Look at the Ravens and how beat up they are. They Every lost. team has injury concerns. They lost back-to-back starting running backs. They lost their starting corner. Their left Marcus tackle. Peters, left tackle as well. Marlon Humphrey looks like he They're, just busted up his shoulder this last the two game. Continue to come in and make plays. The people were excited about Rashad Bateman and Sammy Watkins. Well, we knew about Sammy Watkins. That was their, that was their mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm Did just he saying, even, you know, he didn't play Monday night. Did I didn't he? see him at all. But that's, I, I mean, saw him tweet every during the game, which means he teams. didn't play. No. Who tried telling you, Hayden, Bub, talking to you. All right, week three or four or five, here we are. He ain't playing. Yeah, and that's just – it's going to be a common thing with Sammy Watkins. But also, like I'm saying, it's every single team is hurt. So you please do not – if you're on Twitter and you're about to send a tweet about how, oh, well, our team's beat up or our team's suffering from the injury bug, it's not. Look at the rest of the league. That's the NFL. And, I mean, even the Texans, I'm getting alerts now that, like, Laramie Tunsil is going to go under the knife. He's going to have surgery. And uh, They're not good, but, you know, Tyrod Taylor's not ready to mm-hmm. come back. You can look at every single team, and they are beat up. They've got injuries. And even if their guys are playing, they're still playing hurt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is. It's literally every team. But one last guy that I did want to talk about on the trade deadline is Marcus May, the safety for the New York Jets, who's injured. But, I mean, his agent has already put out there, I think we've even talked about it before, like he'll be healthy, he'll be back before the trade deadline. I think this is another guy who probably wants out of New York. In New York, uh, the Jets probably just, they're not going to pay him. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't pay Jamal Adams. I don't think they're going to pay Marcus May. And I think that's more of a, that's the way they operate there. They don't value that position. Yeah, and also the the guys that are in there now are, 
they didn't draft him. Like this isn't a guy they wanted. This isn't a guy. Yeah, they the GM picked. didn't pick him. Yeah, um, and he is a, a guy who has said. I was reading, like I said, reading earlier today, that he wants to be with a contender, and there are a lot of contenders that could use help in the secondary because everybody's hurt. Yep, <laughs> and everybody's hurt with a lot of secondaries, and especially some of these talented teams. The three that I put on there that I could see him landing with are Tampa Bay, the Los Angeles Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs, if those teams can find a way to fit him in with, with the salary cap. But also, you know Tampa Bay loves bringing in guys midseason, uh, and they'll, they're I think they're willing to trade draft pieces for a guy that could help them win another Super Bowl. And the Rams are as well. I mean, we know that they, they don't value first-round picks, early, really early-round picks at all, because like we can get a guy that we know is good, see you, we're not going to try and question They don't value that. the draft. Which has kind of worked out for them, though, in a way. Yep. And then Not Kansas City, I mean, they just they can't figure out the draft. They can't get guys that are going to come in and be good. Right. you know. And I like Brett Veach. I like him a lot. I think he's done great picking some like guys up late lot. in the draft. He's done good with some picks. But there's other guys that are early in the rounds that are just not good value right now. My only question with Marcus May is, what kind of safety would he be on the Chiefs? Like, Who is knows? this a free-ranging you know type of safety? Is this a, is this a hard-hitting? And they make him cover. That motherfucker needs to play linebacker. Yes, and then when he does play linebacker, he misses tackles, which I get it because he's not very big and they have him playing linebacker. My thought process would be put Marcus May back there, let Honey Badger continue to roam around, get freaking Dan Sorensen off the field, and then put in Juan Thornhill. No matter what his issues is, if he's in his own head, if he's scared about his knee, if he's freaking out, if he's not comfortable, well, bub, you better fucking learn on the fly <laughs> because you're a second-round draft pick and they need you. Yeah, and with Marcus May, another thing that is going to – Maybe like lower the cost is that he did get arrested for a DUI in the off season. Uh, I think that almost makes him fit in better with the Chiefs. But he is, I think, a guy that will probably be moved at the deadline. If I had to bet on like somebody being traded at the deadline, I think Marcus May would be at the top of the list. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now the thing is, is just where does he go and what's the asking price? Exactly. All right, let's mention some sponsors here that we won't be trading away anytime soon. Uh, 609, Club 609, right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri, home of the best happy hour in the world. Cute little bartender they have in there now, too. Pretty new. Uh, Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Yeah, next up, downtown Lou. Be sure to visit Mark Etter and the guys right there on Main Street and First. They are more than just tires and lube. That's what they specialize in. But like I said, they're more than that. Visit their full list of services on their website at downtownloop.com. If you're not in the area, just go visit the website anyways. Check it out. They could use it. They love it. find directions, too. Exactly. You can uh, find a list of services. It's, like you say, more than just tires and loop. Just give just give them a call and be like, hey, I'd like to speak to Mark Etter. And with all of our sponsors, it's great when you tell them that you heard about it on Mike Top. Yeah. So go ahead and do that favor for us as well. Let's get into a little bit of basketball, though. Basketball right around the corner. It, yesterday, Bleacher Report did like a little survey, put out their top 50 players, uh, which also got me thinking we had somebody slide in the DMs and asking about uh, college football rankings and how a team like Oklahoma can be ranked number five over this and that. Well, much like these Bleacher Report rankings and what they did is they get a whole group of people together and they say, make your list, cast your vote. And then they compile all of that and find those averages. And that's how we end up with teams like Oklahoma in the top five. I know big country, you kind of, disagreed with them being what is it four are they fourth of the nation yeah i know four or five something like that it's just they're they're not a top 10 mm -hmm. team they shouldn't be above alabama yeah. and that's why you see a lot of these guys release their ap votes too uh, i know I, I follow a good amount of them like the bruce feldman's of the world and um you know some of these guys will put out every like sunday it's like hey here's my ballot here's how i voted and then you'll get the real thing that comes out eventually but that's kind of the peak behind the curtain there but bleacher report did a did something similar with the NBA season right around the corner, is they got a lot of their NBA writers together and voted on the top 50 players in the NBA this season. And usually, like a lot of these lists, it's like, okay, I'll look at it. But I did find this one very interesting because for the last 15 years at least, LeBron James has dominated the NBA and has been the number one player. But I do feel like this might be the year where he's not the most dominant player on the court. And I do think that he's still very good. Don't want to come off as a LeBron hater. But 
I do think that we could see somebody else dominate this year. And according to the folks over at Bleacher Report, they actually have Kevin Durant rated as the number one player going into this season. That's something you and I have talked about before and, and kind of have Kevin Durant up there too. Yeah, and I mean, it's it doesn't feel like it's much of a surprise this year as it would in like years past. Like there was always that debate on like, oh, how good is Kevin Durant compared to LeBron James? Right now, though, I feel like it's just it's pretty set. LeBron's going into what, like year 19 or 20? Yeah, it feels like that number just keeps going up and up and up. Like when yeah. Ben Roethlisberger came well, into the league. It does every year at least. But. They were like, oh, Big Ben weighs like 230. But then it got like exaggerated to where I feel like Big Ben was eventually like, this guy's 265 pounds. <laughs> With LeBron, it's like, man, how long has he been in the league? Like 15 years. And now it's just getting exaggerated. It's like, this is year 20. Yeah, I, I think don't. it's year 18 or 19. It's I, mean, I just need to go to his Instagram because it'll be like, you're 19, strive for greatness. Yeah. The king, the chosen one. You know, those recruiting play, like recruiting <laughs> directors will release something every year. It's like, uh, it has something to do with the year. That's mm-hmm. what LeBron is doing. Oh, for well. sure. Mm-hmm. Letting everybody know when I dunk on your ass this year, 19, that you've been getting dunked on. Yeah. The whole league. Not even just you. You just got here. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you're 19. Welcome to the NBA. Been doing this for a minute. But I, I think it's fair. I think. Kevin Durant being the number one player in the NBA, I think we can all agree on that. Now let's just see it. Because you everyone's going to... You say that, but like we're not all going to agree on it. No, absolutely not. Because people are going to look at Giannis, back-to-back MVP, defense player of the mm-hmm. year. Or just even, won a title. You know, with, with Kevin Durant being ranked number one, I think that there are a lot of people. And I get it. Like There are a lot of fans out there who will just blindly support LeBron. Yeah. And they will say he's number one until the day he retires based on what he's done in the past. But even in this article, it says, kind of, you're throwing out resume. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, it's not about what you did prior to. It's about who's going to be the best player this season. And I think with Kevin Durant having another year comfortable with that Achilles and maybe even getting in a little bit better shape. I know he wore down in the playoffs. Yeah, I love KD, but he wore down in the playoffs. So this could be another year to where it's like, oh, I was close. Now we're all in. Hey, you know, with Kyrie, who knows what's going to happen with that situation. But if I had to rank the top players, KD is definitely one that I'm like most terrified of. I don't know if I'd put him up there above Giannis just yet. I, I think I'm still waiting for Giannis to develop like another part of his game to where he is like, damn near unstoppable. He's pretty close anyway. Yeah. But if man, if he had a, a little bit of a jump shot, if if he was a little <laughs> bit scary from three, you couldn't guard him. No. Like he, because it would be like, is he pulling up? J.K. Here's that little hezzy move that he uh-huh. does. See a flown by it or euro step. His euro step, which by the way covers 15 feet easily. That's a really hard move to do, <laughs> especially when you really find out you've been doing it wrong this whole time. When did you discover this? A couple weeks ago. Yeah. When I went to do it in my living room after watching someone, on t- <laughs> after I watched, I watched someone do it on TV, and You're I was not like, even playing in a. Re- I thought you were like going to say you went and played some pickup hoops, and somebody was like, "Hey, well, this is how you do it." Well, I have been doing. I've been trying to figure out like, why the fuck is this not working? Like it's it's one two up, but it's like when I go on two, I'm not getting any vertical because it's one two three. Three should be up. I'm going one two. There, when I hit two, like I'm going this way, and then I go up, and it's like everything is going forward. Mm-hmm. I need that third collective step to go up, and so then I can just start NBA slamming rules. at home. Playing NBA rules because you get the gather step. Then one, well, what there's so much when there's so much speed happening, you don't see it. Uh, but I think there's in a that pickup, big country speed coming down in a the pickup game, court. you're gonna get that guy out there that blows a whistle and calls the travel on you. Well, they gotta be paying attention first. They ain't exactly. paying attention when I done broke their ankles about six steps back. No, it'll, it'll be that old guy in the corner. Yeah, Jim's fine. Not nah, can't do that. Can't do that. Jim's cool. Jim's <laughs> usually one I'm trying not to run over, so he don't see it either. Mm-hmm. But Giannis does come in at number two on these rankings, and I'm right there with those guys. Giannis and KD, I do think, are the top two players in the league going into this season. It's not a slap in the face to LeBron. But in bringing in Giannis's complete game, though, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is very good on offense. I think that he's probably the hardest guy in the league to guard. Defensively, his length makes him pretty good. Mm-hmm. But he's not like a stellar defensive player. Who? KD. Oh, I thought you were going to say LeBron. I was no. like... Whoa. Giannis, I think, is one of the best defensive players in the league. Yep. And his ability to play help defense, block shots, and you just you can't get around him. He's too athletic. So that's where I would probably put Giannis ahead of KD. But it is, it's right there neck and neck. And that's what Bleacher Report has him at as well is KD one, Giannis two. And then LeBron comes in at three. It 
I think they're right, but it still shocks me to see. Uh, it does. Like, I'm just, I'm kind of at a point, too, where it's like, is he? Like, is he three? Because then you look at four, and it's Steph Curry. And I was like, yeah, Steph Curry is still good, but is he four? Like, is Steph Curry still top five? Ah. Uh, and, like, being completely healthy, that's going to be nice. But, like, then we got Jokic at five, just one MVP. And then we go to, like, Luka, who's at six. I think Young that, stud. I and think that's then, <laughs> And then it's James Harden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like that with, top seven is tough, dude. See, I think the top three is a tier to their own. Yeah, with LeBron, Giannis, KD, and then when you start to get into number four, that's where I would put Luca over Steph. Over Steph. So that's where I would be like, I feel like it would need to go. In my opinion, Harden, Luca, or Harden, Steph, really? Luca. I'm not a big James Harden guy. I know we're not, but the dude can fucking ball, man. I know like, he's score. just. I also a... think that the way that they're calling fouls this year, where you you can't draw as many offensive fouls, he's not going to get to the line as much. So I wouldn't be surprised to see his numbers dip. That's a very good point. Because I mean, he's a guy who's getting to the line ten times a game, and he's drilling nine of them. So like, there's an easy nine points mm. for him. And if he's you know still adjusting to these calls. Early on in the season, I think he's going to get some offensive fouls called on him. And now he's in foul trouble. So I do think that we're going to see a different kind of James Harden this year. I think he's going to be running a lot of point with Kyrie out. So, you know, the same thing can be said to, to Steph Curry because that's yeah. what he specializes in is getting people up off their feet and then jumping into yeah. him to get the foul. Yeah, he's another one of those guys that definitely will. James Harden will, he'll hook you going through the lane and then just yeah. flail his arms, silly salmon style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's he do? That right there. No. What's the <laughs> I just want You got to be real loud. Somebody please clip that sound out. <laughs> I, I need it. Send it to me. Uh, I'm going to use that later in life for blackmail. But damn. <laughs> I mean, that's what, like, Kobe Bryant used to be so vocal about it, too. Like, Kobe would go up and be like, fuck, God damn it. <laughs> He'd be like, the refs would be like, that's uh, it. Yep. I didn't see it, it, Michael, but I believe you. I fucking heard it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those guys, Steph Curry is another one who does a very good job of drawing offensive fouls because he will. He'll give you a little bit of a pump fake. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he's in your rib cage throwing up a three that might go in. Yeah. And I do really like Steph. I, I'm just a big Luka fan. Oh, I really like yeah. his game. I, I think that he's another guy that could take another step. Like, what he did his rookie year, I thought, wow, that, that kid's going to be amazing. And then his <laughs> jump his sophomore year, it's like, holy shit, how do you do that when rookie of the year, most improved, and right there for MVP, I think that he's going to be very, very good. This is year four for him, correct? I believe so. It's hard I to keep track just... of because he looks 28. I know. He looks older than you. <laughs> he does, but he also looks smaller than me. And he's and, not. And then you realize, oh, he's like six seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably and, weighs less than me. Which fuck off. But yeah, oh, of course he does. Like no offense, but he's slender. That's true. Like, yeah, he's like six Skinny seven two twenty. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, his ability to rebound. I would two twenty be game over, dog. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Still ain't got no hair. <laughs> Self conscious through the roof. If you weighed two twenty, you would never have a shirt on. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd be like, man, my face is just. Let me use my shirt to wipe my face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't need a napkin. That's what this shirt's for. Exactly. See these abs. No, but there is. I think there's another tier here with Steph Curry, Luca, it probably James Harden. I know that Jokic was very good last year. I'm sorry, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. Watching him play, I had the same opinion about Tim Duncan. It's like, how is this guy even good at basketball? He's the slowest person on the court, and he will just rock you to sleep. And then it's like, oh, fuck. He had a 15-foot jumper in my face. On a step I back. didn't even know he was going <laughs> to shoot the ball. I thought he was just in, like, triple threat because he still does that. <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And they had the highest ranking. They put the highest and the lowest ranking on here. His highest ranking was number two. Somebody had him number two on this list. That's just a little bit high for me. I know he's a great player, but when I'm looking at some of these other guys, I'm gonna have him I'm gonna have him ahead of Jokic. Yeah. I mean, especially just because we look at the overall talent of it too. Like Jokic's like, I'm gonna produce, I'm gonna put numbers up every day, but yeah. I'm not gonna be flashy about it. It's gonna look a little crazy. Like he's gonna do some weird, you know, underneath wraparound that goes in and we're just like, how? His his shot is so difficult to guard, too, because it's almost like he extends his hands over his head. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just so high. and It's like he, mm-hmm. it's like he just freaking catapults that thing If you up. try to block it, you're going to have to hit his elbow to do it. Yes. 
and which he's, is a foul. Yeah, he's a very good shooter as well. I'm not trying to take away anything from his game. He's obviously very good. Uh, the another guy on this list though is Joel Embiid. I have really done a heel turn on Joel Embiid over the last two years, where when he was at KU. I didn't really care for him. I thought that he was probably going to be a bust yeah. because I didn't think he would ever be healthy. But trust the process. He is healthy. And I thought he should have been in more consideration for the MVP last year. Oh, I agree with you completely because, I mean, he just dominates. And it's a type of domination in basketball that we haven't seen in a while, it feels like. like yeah, I don't, that I don't man, feel like we've seen man. since, like, a Shaquille O'Neal. Well, because even, like, with um, – What's his name? I just forgot him, the MVP. Uh, Jokic. Jokic. He's not dominating you in the paint or, like, posting you up so much. No. He's dangerous on the pick-and-roll game, but when you put Joel on the block, how do you move this guy and, around? And the, he like just the, does what he wants. And to go off exactly what you just said, like, Joel's going to beat you by just f- being physically overpowering. Jokic is still, for somehow and for some way, is, like, finesse enough to, you know, have some moves in the post. Where Embiid's like, ah, just you better get out of the way. I'm doing a drop step. I'm a dunk here. I'm a hook shot. I'm just going to get around you. I'm, gonna o- I'm just going to go over you. Yeah. And, like, Jokic does at times as well, but not as much or as empowering as Embiid does. And that's also kind of why he deals with some of these injuries, I feel like, because he's so physical all the time and he's just a massive human being that his body's just having a difficult time maintaining all of it. Yeah, number nine player on the list, Damian Lillard. That's my favorite player in the NBA, man. Is it? Yeah. I, I did know. a uh, – speaking of this, I did an NBA fantasy draft last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, NBA fantasy, like I know I've talked about baseball, I've talked about football all the time. did a basketball one, but an auction draft, that is like it? fun. It It is very fun because it's not like a snake draft where you have to like wait mm-hmm. your turn or a guy that you want could possibly be drafted right before you. With this, like you just nominate a player – and once they're nominated, you put in a bid on them. So you could bid for whatever players you want. You, or you could, could go, like go down this list and be like, yeah. So it's like if it's me, you, and Matt. Like I nominate a player, mm-hmm. we bid on it. If Matt really wants him, he'll pay for him. Next up, you'll bid on a player. If I really want him, I'll bid for him. So it doesn't really matter who's nominated. It's just you honestly get to build a rundown of a draft. Like this is who I want. This is what I'm willing to pay for it. If there's some guys that you want to reach a little higher on more than others, you can. And you have a so set I did amount that. Yep. of money. And I got uh, – I spent a ton of money on Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, and Damian Lillard. I feel like that's pretty safe. It is. But it's the rest of the guys that you got to fill out the team with. I had like seven other spots. <laughs> I was out of that draft for a good 20 or 30 minutes because I spent a lot of money at the jump. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're going very top-heavy on I that. I did. One. I spent like I 60 like, bucks. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I like Damian Lillard coming in at nine, though. And, and finally getting some respect. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about him for a long time. Great in the playoffs. I do. I don't have any problems with him being at nine. Uh, number ten guy on the list, though. Speaking of heel turns, mm-hmm. is Anthony Davis of the Lakers. I just I have a hard time watching him play the game of basketball. Honestly. I have a hard time looking at him, and I know at this point he just prides himself on probably being the ugliest motherfucker in the league <laughs> because the unibrow it ain't working, and like, the freaking yeah. the undershirt, the short sleeve undershirt. Like, bro, if your shoulders look that nice, bro, show ripped. them off. Yeah. Yes. Put them out there. Let it's the world just see like, it. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. just so ugly. And some of the injury concerns last year, it's really just it's taking a toll on me. I mean, here's, he's him. soft. Yep. Like, that's he's why so- LeBron, and I feel like LeBron said in the post-conference or press conference the other day, and we all just kind of overlooked at it like, oh, it's just LeBron being a good team player. But the way I took it is that he brought in Russell Westbrook to be the villain to Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. To where it's like LeBron doesn't want to have to be the bad guy all the time, but if you have Russell Westbrook coming in here and Anthony Davis is getting pissed off at him because he's making him better and will make yeah. him work hard and go 100% all the time, LeBron's like, this helps the team. I'm also not the bad guy, but I can kind of be you know, the middleman of it and yeah. we can continue to move forward and be better because if Anthony Davis is good, this team is good. It's like he brought in Russ to not be like an on-court fit, but like a locker room Hey, I'm you need to tell these ass. motherfuckers what to do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not really that guy. So you come in here and you do that. It's it's good. Cop, it's bad one cop. of those exactly. It's gonna be one of those situations where Russell's going off. People come to LeBron like, man, I'm sick and tired of this guy. And LeBron's gonna go, no, he's right. This I mean, is what we need to do if we want to win another title. Athletically and watching Anthony Davis and what he could potentially be. I mean, I think he could be the best player in the league. 100. percent He still he plays a little bit small 
at times. At times when you need him down in the post or, you know, setting the pick and roll, whatever it is, he just he plays small. He feels like a guy that wants to be out there on the perimeter more than he wants to be banging around with bodies in the paint. Exactly. And you're just not that guy, pal. No, you don't need to be that guy. <laughs> no. And he does. He has a good outside shot. So I get that. But, like, don't stay out there. No. Don't sit out there. We'll find ways to work you to the line. You're to too talented to be way out there yeah. for your size. You're not so, a guard anymore. You're not in high school. You're in yeah. the NBA. The, have you heard their nickname, 360? No. So, three, three Anthony six, Davis, six, LeBron James, zero for Russell Westbrook. They've nicknamed themselves 360 degrees. 360. LeBron came up with it. That ain't it for me. I knew it wouldn't be. But to <laughs> me, it's just kind of like, it's going to be one of those things that catches on. I'm not really like a huge fan of it, but I know if like once they start you, playing well, it's it's going to become a brand. It's going to become a thing. And they're going to just. Do you think that's just, still a thing, though? Like the, the group nicknames? Yeah. Everyone loves a group nickname. Everyone loves being able to tie or be a fan of a group. What was the last one, though? Like, what was the last big three that we had? The last big three? We had the Warriors, Slash Brothers, but that was just the two. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, you're you're kind of right. Yeah, I mean everyone, every everything has to have a nickname. It's like when Mahomes came in the league and was like, "Does he need a nickname?" It's like, "Yes, Showtime." Everyone else on the team, Zeus and Travis Kelsey, Cheetah and Tyreek Hill, who's the quarterback? Showtime. Like, no. Finally, it's kind of gone away. But like everything. Mm Just does, and I hope it does work out because, like, I think it was last night. Kind of got to see them playing preseason a little bit. And if Russell Westbrook can stay healthy, if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, and LeBron can stay healthy as well, all three of them. There's no need to say all their names separately, and they can. Yeah, you don't need to. But I did. It's 360. Because it. How do you? I just struggle with like, how do you use it? Because like with the Splash Brothers, because they're everywhere. 360. But if like 360 circle, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Math. But one of those, I'm over here just yeah, doing drawing circles in the air. If one of the Splash Brothers hits a three, you're like, you can say the Splash Brothers. Yeah. What do you what splish do you, splash? Just taking a bath. Like if LeBron dunks it, are you like, what do you say? Well, if it comes from like an Anthony Davis rebound, kick out to Russell Westbrook, it's dunk a very to LeBron specific James, thing. it's gonna be like, boom, three sixty does it again. They're everywhere. Okay. All right. The Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> you sold me uh, on that one. I guess. All right. But uh, more basketball content coming your way as the season picks up. But we'll definitely get to all the football takes. But that's it for us today. Please go visit our great sponsors at Roper Kia. You can find them online, roperkia.com. Check out their inventory. If they don't have the car you want, just send them a message. Call them up. Tell them what you're looking for. They're great salesmen. We'll help you find it. And if you mention Mic'd Up, you get $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. And as we mentioned Early in the show, ball skills, length, go to manscaped.com. Use code MikeDup20. Your ball skills, your length will improve at Manscaped.